Welcome into Baltimore Sports Today for Friday, March 23rd, 2018. This is episode 424, and I'm Zach Will from BaltimoreSportsReport.com, joined as always by my good pal, Jabby Burns. How are you, Jab? John out of Cannon on this Friday, Zach. Super excited. Uh, six days away, Jonathan Scope away from uh, 57 and sunny at 333 West Camden Street. <laughs> is that going to happen? Thursday. Do you believe it? I believe, listen, after the weather that we've had in the Charm City, this whole stinking, if I feel like this is the longest winter ever. And I know I bitch about the weather on the show a lot, and I apologize. But listen, I think most of the people that live in this uh, area understand that it's just been a brutal, brutal winter. Um, now, working in, you know, working in my new profession, Zach, I've also got to take advantage of a couple of these things here as the, um, you know, schools close, then shooters off, too. So, you know, those are some of the perks. But uh, I hate the. I'm looking outside now. There's still dumb snow on the ground out in my backyard. Uh, I'm excited for baseball. I will say though, one of my favorite opening day that now this will be. I think this. I think I've chronicled Zach on the show. This will be 18 straight years if I make it to next Thursday. If somehow I actually show up at, and I'm so far so good, you'll make it. I, I've been there. Um, my favorite was when the Orioles played the Indians, and I don't have the exact year. I think it's around 2003, maybe 2002. We the Orioles played in the snow game where Jay Gibbons lost the ball down yep. the right field yep. line. Famous and, moment and famous picture, by the way. Great. Picture. Oh, so great! And I was sitting in section thirty. I think I was in thirty-five or thirty-three. Those like um, employee tickets or whatever, sitting there with some buddies. And the, the next thing I know, I stayed for the whole twelve innings as my man, one of my favorite Orioles ever, Sarge Gary Matthews Jr., came up with a big knock to uh, give the Orioles another win on opening day. Which, by the way, Zach, I, I'm going to somehow put that together. I'm going to go back over the chronicle of the years that I've gone to see my record at opening day with the Orioles because they always open on opening day. I I think I'm a I'm I think I'm a looking pretty good when it comes to the um, Orioles and the record. Yeah, the Orioles are traditionally good in in home openers. I mean, they they seem to uh, seem to always impress and uh, seem to always pick up a victory for the full house there at Camden Yards on uh, on Orioles opening day. So so that's good. Get What's your favorite opening victory. day memory? You got a favorite opening day memory? Oh man, uh, I don't know. I had a good streak going. I, I need to get back to going to opening day. I'm just trying to make it back this year for uh, like a, a weekend series. Yeah. Trying to plan that out. Yes. A little a little more excited about this team. You know, the last podcast episode jab that you and I did was called In House Candidate. Uh, and things have, have suddenly taken a, a drastic change as far as the Orioles' starting rotation goes, and that's because one Alex Cobb has been signed to a contract by the Baltimore Orioles. He was a guy that, you know, a week ago when we were talking, we were kind of joking about that there's yes. no possibility, no way that the Orioles were going to, you know, go out and, and sign a, a free agent starting pitcher, much less to a, a four-year contract. What happened? Oh man, what what a great day, right? So it's late in the day. What was that? Was that Monday or Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday because it was the Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday because anticipation of the snow coming into Wednesday. I was actually just putting in a, uh, and this is going to come as a huge shock to you, Zach. I was putting in a daily fantasy basketball lineup, <laughs> and as I was perusing Twitter and RotoWire and other you know outlets to to lose another three dollars, and up down the line here, I start getting texts from people. Hey. You see Cobb, you see, Cobb. and then I saw the. I think it was was it John Heyman or not John Heyman? Who's the other? Who's the guy that it, when he said it, I was like, well, I actually really believe this. 
I don't uh, remember who the first one. Re- Heyman was on it pretty early. Jeff Passan was on it pretty Passan early. Passan was on it. That was the one where I see his name for some reason, and when I see Heyman's name, I'm like, all right, this has legs. And, of course, Rock and our guys. But I feel like they, those guys kind of – and these kind of deals, especially if it's non-Orioles players, you know what I mean, like players that are coming from, you know, like in a free agent type deal. I'm like, all right, well, this has legs. And then I saw how the details were going to come out, Zach, and I was like, well, this screams non – like. This is weird. The first thing I thought of when I saw the language was my boy Zach Wilt is probably doing like, you know, air punches and like <laughs> knee kicks and everything. Cause all you've asked for, Zach, is to get these Orioles in a modern day type of mentality when it comes to contracts and language and deferred money. And because again, we always talk about it in this show, Zach, we don't care about the money. That never bothers me ever, ever, not, ever. Not ever. my money. Not my money. The Orioles make plenty of it. I get it. You can show me all the mass and stats you want. It's not up to that. It's up to the person who makes and writes checks. And so number one I thought of is I'm I'm super excited the Orioles were able to do this for a pitcher who I actually like the, the idea of him pitching for the team before I thought of anything else was – and then I saw the years and everything. And you know what? Four years is four years. Whatever. It's All that I know is that he'll be in the rotation at least for two with four guys that I feel pretty confident in. Additionally, Zach, as, as I pointed out in, in, in our piece – Inside the warehouse, the Orioles now have a leg- not. I'm not gonna say legitimate. Like, again, they're not the Braves of the late '90s or anything like that. But they have fought four guys that you're like, okay. And now Tillman now can actually kind of swing and kind of get back into it. I understand it's gonna take Cobb a little bit of time to get back, but now you put Castro back into where Castro needs to be and where he flourished last year. And everybody else and Mike Wright gets some more seasoning and other guys you don't have to rush to the major leagues. And Tanner Scott can go back down and Chris Lee. You know what I mean? It, it's it's just one guy. I think huge made difference. a huge impact yep. in regards to the other dominoes in the organization. I think it makes a huge impact into into the organization. Like you said, that that fifth starter uh, competition that I mean really should have never existed suddenly is a competition for for your sixth starter, which makes me feel infinitely better. It also, from a fan's perspective, Jab, it completely changes how I feel about uh, you know next Thursday uh, being opening day. I, I kind of, you know, I always get excited for baseball season to get started regardless of what I think the, the team is going to be like. But there's optimism surrounding the Orioles. There's, there is hope surrounding the Orioles. And you can look at projections and say, oh, well, there's still not uh, a, a team that's projected to, you know, seriously compete for a playoff spot. But I look at the Orioles as a team who, before signing Alex Cobb, were one of the strongest offenses in baseball, a team that's that's going to absolutely mash you to death, uh, who who have you know had a, a good bullpen, and the weakness has been just not even mediocre starting pitching, but the worst starting pitching in the league. Um, and you know they had an off season where they they had two, well, <laughs> more than two, I guess three holes to fill in the starting rotation. I'm including Chris Tillman, who I, I never assumed was going to leave at all. Uh, three holes to fill in the starting rotation, and and they went out and. They signed Andrew Kashner. They signed Alex Cobb. They bought Chris Tillman back. All said and done, I, I'm feeling pretty good about how they uh, how they filled those holes, and I'm feeling pretty optimistic about the fact that I, I think they improved this starting rotation. Um, I I like the deal. It's it's a creative contract, which I want to get to. But more than anything, sitting here a, a week before opening day, I'm optimistic about where the Orioles could be. And and I know this is a team with a, a ton of free agents coming up at the end of this season. But 
This move makes me feel positive about the fact that I think they can compete this year, and I think that if they do compete this year, I'm not giving up hope that the Orioles uh, are, are going to you know, totally blow it up at the end of, of 2018, because if they, can, if they can win here and prove that they can be competitive, then maybe they can go out and, and keep some of these guys uh, that, that we're all expecting them to lose after this season. I'm so I'm so happy you brought that up because it really does it gives a jolt. Look at just the and again it's Twitter, it's it's Instagram, it's those kind of things. You could take it for what it is. But Zach Britton, I mean the guy he was tweeting about it all excited and Adam had funny bits about Cobb yeah, Salad and everything. Salad and, picture, I love yeah, it. and you know what? I just feel like it shows that, you know, this team is hungry. I hate to use, you know, Adam's mantra but he is he's hungry this team's hungry i know he's hungry i know you know i'm not saying manny's gonna resign here we're not we're not ready to even take those steps but it's manny machado that listen i know that you probably don't want to be here because your wife wants you to be somewhere else but if you want to play baseball in baltimore there's a chance now with the way that they're handing out contracts to chris davis the way they're handing out contracts whether you like those contracts or not whether they you know the roi was good or not they're willing to do it. And to the people that out there that say that Angelos doesn't spend money, I'm sorry, he just has. You want to go back to what uh, you know Adam Jones's contract, which right now is it was I think is a huge bargain. You know, at this point, late his career, but what he has done for pitching, he they tried for Habaldo, they tried for these different guys. I understand the Marquecas thing didn't work out, but they did re-sign J.J. Hardy, too. We have to remember that, and that was an extension that happened yep. there, too. They have gone out and given out people money, and let's not forget Chris Davis's contract, and let's not forget what the fact that they're probably going to do with Jonathan Scope, something that I could talk about maybe in a you know, couple, you know, I would say in a month or so in, inside the warehouse type speculation on Jonathan. There's just a lot of things out here that shows me that this organization is not the squeaker organization that everybody wants to paint them as here in this town, but... That doesn't mean that they're going to go out and spend foolishly either. And I think that they played the market. Whether or not you think Dan or Brady did it, let's let's put that all aside for this podcast at this point because I can do two hours on it on that. My thought is, Zach, is whoever is pulling the strings are doing it in a very, very, I think, timely, I think a very um, – you know, not not jumping to conclusions. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a method to the madness. What I like hearing though, Zach, is there's always communication, and that's something that this organization has a tough time using uh, or doing when it comes to contracts and players. Is they're actually communicating with these agents and continuing to follow up with these guys. Alex Cobb even said. Quote, the Orioles wouldn't stop pestering me about this. So they obviously were interested. And you know what that did? That showed Alex Cobb not only with the money and the years. I think that's the most important part, Zach, but that they were interested and that they wanted this guy. Yeah, and and I love to hear that. And, you know, I think from a national standpoint, a lot of people look at this contract. They see four years, which sounded like, I mean, the Orioles weren't willing to do after the Abaldo contract. They see $57 million, and they see a guy – and Alex Cobb, who, I mean, is a good starting pitcher, who pitched in the AL East, I think is a great fit for this starting rotation. Um, but they think, you know, uh, how, how is it such a big deal? And, and for me, you know, like we said, I know we joked, it's not my money, um, and it's not, and I don't care how much they spend as long as it doesn't impact uh, the team negatively. Uh, but I see it as the Orioles being willing to go out and, and you know, maybe having to overspend a little bit for a, a team with a lot of uncertainty for – uh, a, a really good starting pitcher, I think, and and for um, you know a, a, a guy to come into the AL East and compete in in 
a, a rotation that's going to face some really tough lineups, you know? I mean, we saw some moves that the Minnesota Twins made, and I think about the teams that the Minnesota Twins are going to get to play 19 times a year. Uh, and it's a much easier sell to sign free agents if you're, you know, getting to compete in the AL Central, where, you know, you, you get to beat up on everybody else except the Indians in, in that uh uh, in that division. That's not the case in the AL East, and I, I love the fact that uh, we heard those quotes from Cobb. I love the fact that this contract was creative, that they were willing to do another four-year deal for a guy that that uh, is worth four years, that they were willing to go to $57 million, and mm. that $20 million of this contract, Jabby Burns, was deferred. Because oh, I got you so that, excited. That really excites me. I, I've tell, been tell the people why. Tell people why that is. Not just to defer, because again, it's not our money. Tell them what that does for the Orioles. So, I mean, it it, it makes them less financially strapped, um, you know, over the, the course of this contract when you're you're paying $20 million of the, what, uh, $57 million, you know, kind of on the back end of the deal, right? So, um, he's got six and a half deferred uh, without interest. Um between 2018 and 2020, 4.5 million without interest between 19 and 20, um, and it'll earn 15 million in 2021. There's a lot of incentives built into this contract. Uh, it's it's creative. The Orioles yes, have, have not you. really shown this kind of creativity. I've been preaching that I think that the Orioles for years. We, you and I have been talking about how I think that the Orioles could re-sign Manny Machado if they're willing to get creative with the contract, if they're willing to sign him to a deal that lets him opt out and, and sign another big deal. Um, and, and, you know, you have told me and we have heard from people within the organization that that's just not how they do business. That's not how they do contracts. Um, they've been very traditional in the past. And this isn't a deal with an opt-out, but it's a, it's a deal with a lot of deferred money. It's It's a more... Um, modern contract than we've seen the Orioles sign in years past. Yeah, and it, and again, it gives a flexibility for them to. Again, I think Manny's a pipe dream. I, I do. I don't. I had way more confidence that they were going to sign uh, Chris than I did, and we were uh, we both thought that there was no way they were going to sign Chris. But our that thirty percent is much higher than I do with the Manny Machado thing. But it gives them that flexibility to do it. I do think that Jonathan Scope. I, Everybody knows I love Jonathan Scope. I do. I, I really do. I think he's a great player. I love him. That's a player. You know, all the things that went out there. If you think Jonathan Scope won't sign here because Manny Chimanchato is not going to, it won't sign here because they're buddies, you're crazy. You, you should probably just relax and and take out the, you know, maybe undo your Facebook like everybody else does because the friends don't matter when it comes to these kind of financial decisions. Matt, Jonathan Scope could be the face of the Orioles, a franchise. If he's decided to to take the deal that I think was probably going to be talked about here going into the summer, I'm just willing to say that I think that there's some there's actually dialogue going on there much more than than people will, are willing to talk about. But whatever, we'll get to that when we can. Zach, it gives them the flexibility to go out. I don't think that they're completely done, Zach, because I think one Ryan Flaherty's going to be back in the mix here too, <laughs> I think Zach. You're right. As you saw that he did, you see the spring that Ryan Flaherty. How did the Phillies get rid of Ryan Flaherty? How dare them? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I, I just am excited because maybe baseball is, ex- is coming back. I like when they got Cobb, too. I don't think it was planned that way, but it does give a little jolt. The team was on a heater in the spring. I know that doesn't matter, but you see, it's much easier to see your team win than see it them lose. It doesn't matter, but it's, there's, I mean, there's optimism not only from the fan base, but like you said, from seeing guys like Adam Jones and Zach Britton, the veterans on this yep. team, 
get legitimately, legitimately excited. And, you know, wins and losses don't matter in spring training, but you feel a little bit better if you're on the winning side than the losing side, don't you? I mean, oh, regardless yeah. of whether whether it counts for anything, you're feeling better. You you have that momentum plus, you know, the, the impact that adding a guy to the starting yes. rotation, a, a guy that, Jump. you know, pitch, pitches in the AL East, uh, has has really good numbers to back it up, and I, I just think it it does a whole lot for the team, and it does a whole lot for the fan base. I, I'm you know really uh, a whole lot more excited than I was a week ago, and and it was a surprise. It really was a surprise. It was a huge surprise for me listen, to get I, that notification yeah. on my phone, and and you know I, we were all waiting for it because that was kind of the last piece to fall that we thought the Orioles were even tied to, right? And when I saw Alex Cobb's name pop up on the notification on my phone, I instant, uh, instantly I got frustrated. Card- Cardinals, he thought Cardinals. Yeah, because I saw his name and I'm like, oh, great. Well, here it goes. And, and then you read on, you're like, the, or- the Orioles? The Orioles? Are the team? front runner. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to get too excited until this physical gets passed, until everything's signed. And, and, I mean, less than 24 hours later, we got that. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot, man. It's, um, it's, it's a positive jolt. Uh, it makes me believe it. It makes me feel the way that I felt about the Orioles the last, you know, five plus years that they can outperform these projections. Why can't they go in? And uh, you know, who who thinks that the Yankees are going to be these world beaters? Why can't they compete against the Yankees? And um, I love it. I, I love uh, that that they've given me that sense of optimism. I hope the rest of uh, of the fan base is feeling that way too. If you just think about it, February 23rd, we did one of these programs, BST, and the Hope uh, Springs Eternal. And, and, you know, then there was another article that, you know, what if the season goes, all the season goes right for the Orioles, right? I mean, what what happens if everything goes right? This is all before you added uh, Cobb to it. And now we're talking about the Orioles and the fact that that maybe, and by the way, Vegas has changed their number on the Orioles as well. If you notice that, Zach, something I know that you're not as keen on as I am, but the number has completely changed within five and a half games north for the Orioles now than it was so, I mean, when Vegas makes a number like that, one player makes a huge impact. I don't know if it's the way they've played or what they see, but I'm with you. I think that it's a perfect thing for both the for the team, right? And, and listen, Cobb could fall on his face too. I see plenty of sure. people. I see plenty of people out there saying, you know, this, you know, this guy's got this, this, that, blah, blah. Fine. Listen, if they would, it doesn't matter who they sign. Things could go wrong. What I'm saying is, as much as I thought Lance Lynn would be great, you know. I would have rather had Alex Cobb. I said it before the beginning. I said I wanted Cobb. Fine, they get him. If it doesn't work out, I'm not going to be mad at the Orioles because they went out and got a guy it didn't work out. Right? It's just just part of the game. I'm actually happy that they're willing to go out and make a thing. And the deal is what Zach has been pointing out this whole time is don't be in the middle. If you're all in, go all in. If you're not all in, sit back. Trade Manny. Go do these things. I think, Zach, that when they decided they weren't getting what they could get for Manny – they decided as an organization, okay, listen, this is what we got. Let's go out and try to do it. And I actually think at that time is when the Cobb, they started talking to him. And I think Cobb was waiting around. He's a Boris guy. Or no, I'm sorry, not a Boris guy. He's a the Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of guys in that in that in that group there. I just feel like that the Orioles played this perfectly. They were patient. They they did they decided this is what we want and you know what they showed Cobb that we were the team that was the most that that were the most interested in his services, 
and he's here. And you listen talk about from his teammates. I mean, talk about what Beckham had talked about and who he is. And I've heard Archer talk about, you know, see you later to a guy that we really like too. He had Tommy John surgery. All those things you could talk about, all the things are going on. I'm excited this guy's going to join the Orioles rotation in mid in mid-April. And to me, it doesn't matter what happens in the end. I'm excited because the Orioles have shown me at least and shown Zach that they're all, all in this year. Yep. I love it. I, lo- I love that uh, we have an idea of the direction that, that they're headed, uh, how they feel about this season. Uh, I, I like hearing that, uh, that, that they, you know, there were more than just conversations with Alex Cobb. There were actual negotiations. I don't care who's doing it, uh, which you detailed in, in uh, your piece in Inside the Warehouse. Actually, I, I'm excited to hear who's doing it. Um, I'm, I'm glad it got done. So uh, I'm feeling much more optimistic and, and really pumped about the next week that, that we're going to have. I know uh, you got a fantasy draft to, uh, to head to here in a few minutes, yes. but I just want to spend the last couple of minutes of this show kind of talking about what we've got coming up. So you've done two editions uh, of your, your outstanding column inside the warehouse, which kind of gives us uh, you know, your, your look at kind of what you're hearing behind the scenes. Uh, really good piece that was published yesterday on the site all about uh, this negotiation, Brady Anderson's role in that. That's going to be uh, a, a continued piece throughout the season that you can look forward to on BaltimoreSportsReport.com. On Monday, we're kind of kicking off our, our coverage, how we're going to cover the Orioles, um, welcoming some, some new names to our team. We're going to introduce you to everybody uh, on Monday and the way that our coverage is going to work throughout the season is that uh, every weekday morning at 8 a.m., we're going to have what's called the BSR Daily Feature. It's, it's our, our media's content, the piece that we don't want you to miss. Uh, you can get that every weekday morning on BaltimoreSportsReport.com at 8 a.m. Now, if you would like to have that sent to your email inbox, you can do that. We don't care where you read it. You can go to BSR or you can have it sent to your email inbox uh, you can sign up. There's a, a sign-up form on BaltimoreSportsReport.com. We will email you that daily feature. You can get that uh, um, sign-up on the sign-up form over on, uh, on BaltimoreSportsReport.com. A lot of great content coming up for you this week. Some really cool columns, um, some familiar faces, some new ones. Yeah. Lots of work behind the scenes, and I'm really, really excited to kick it all off on Monday for everybody. So in addition to that, Javi Burns, we've also got our, uh, our MLB prediction show with our pal Patrick Guthrie that we're going to record next week as well. So if you're a fan of the pod, that's one of our favorites, probably my favorite episode of the year that we do every year. Uh, so you oh, can look so forward to that. For that. It's going to be a blast. Sorry about that blast. That was uh, a uh, fantasy baseball. I'm so excited, Zach. The fan, first fantasy <laughs> baseball draft coming up here. Um, no, I'm with you. And you know what's so great, too? I made another wager with those dicks over at Bird's Eye View, too. Just to let you know, too. <laughs> we so love those guys. Those guys. Oh, yeah, we do like those guys. They're fine. We're going to hug. We do our normal bit. We hug at opening day. And Scott's 6'8", <laughs> and somehow Jake married a 10. It's just a lot. There's a lot going on in that team over there. But um, anyway, so those guys are great. They've been all over the, the Cobb deal, too. That's another um, uh, a great podcast. I, I mean, they're just a fantastic they're podcast amazing. to listen to. Uh, you know, I'm still a big fan of what the puck, right? Are they still rolling around here, giving yep. us some action too? I mean, we got the you got the caps in it, obviously with all the March Madness stuff coming on. If you have any questions for me, hit me up at Jabby Burns and Survivor s- situations or anything. But uh, the last thing I will point out too, Zach, with all the things going on here is. Get on DraftKings and hit your boy up a little bit too, because baseball stars, your boy's going to hit out some a couple invitations a day to Zach Wilt, and Zach Wilt's going to say no to most of them. <laughs> but he used to remember that when baseball starts, you get in early and you when win a couple of pots. Baseball starts, I'm in. 
He's all back in, baby. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. He's going to have Cobb. He's going to have Mancini in his lineup. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. So, you know, I, I am excited. This is what, this is what we're all about. We, we, we stay around all year long in regards to the show. We talk about a bunch of different things. But baseball is where our bread is buttered. And you know I love bread, Zach. Yes, me too. Me too, my friend. Uh, can't wait. I'm, I'm pumped. All so. right, so who should I take at 10? That's a question. At 10? I don't know. I haven't done my research, which I got to do because we have a, a draft coming up on Monday. So, you like my team name, Bucks Other Son? I mean, that's a pretty good name. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like that. Pretty good. So we'll 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 get back at you. Um, we're gonna try and do this show. Try to get in twice a week if possible. You know, we'll sometimes it'll be three, sometimes it'll be one, just based on schedules and stuff like that. But we're gonna try to knock one out on Fridays, preview the weekend games, and maybe do you know something maybe early week or something like that, depending on schedules. But uh, we appreciate all the feedback from people, especially on the post um, yesterday. Man, we had a bunch of comments from Tons folks of out there. On that. that was great. Keep hitting it up. That makes us feel uh, like you actually care. Yeah, for sure. No, definitely. We love hearing from everybody. So. Uh, so thanks for all that. Looking forward to, uh, to kicking things off on Monday um, and, and to talking about uh, the Orioles throughout this season. I'm, I'm excited, and uh, next week's going to be awesome. So very much looking forward to it. Well, Jabby Burns, uh, go do your fantasy draft. Good luck. Always good talking to you, my friend. You too, pal. For Jab, I am Zach. Thanks for listening to Baltimore Sports today. Enjoy your Friday. We'll talk to you again next week.